If you need more hockey content in your life, go check out Locked On NHL, here to fill the gap for everything related to the NHL. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day to look forward to the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL now wherever you get podcasts. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Gonzalez. You probably know me from Twitter at SumDude88, that's S-U-M-D-O-O-D-88, or from my other podcast, the weekly nightly podcast where I've been covering the Golden Knights for almost two and a half years now, ever since almost pretty much ever since they started. So weekend's over, game three and four is done, both games in T-Mobile Arena, and the Golden Knights tied the series two and two. Not only that they tied the series, but they grabbed all the momentum in the series. In today's episode, I'm just going to go over the games that happened and what they did to make it so successful. I, I normally go and talk about how, how, what Golden Knights can do to win the next game, but it's, it's really simple for that. Just keep doing what they're doing, right? It, it, they're, they're doing such a great job. Like what I observed, what, what the Golden Knights have done really, really well is how aggressive they are against Colorado. Colorado could not do anything all weekend. The, the Golden Knights first line is suffocating Colorado's top line. The, the Golden Knights top line has not produced much as much offense as the misfit line, but that's fine. That's okay. They, they, they do have a few goals in their, in their pockets, but it's not like they're lighting, lighting the score sheets on fire, but that's fine. The misfit line has been generating all the offense. I I'm recording this right after game four where Jonathan Marsh so got a hat trick and, and uh, William Carlson got three points. And Riley Smith just can't get the post out of the way. It's, it's, it's so fascinating to watch. It's, it's up and down the lineup. All four lines has just, has just been beating Colorado. And like I said, all the momentum is in Vegas' favor. It's been eight periods that the Golden Knights pretty much won. The Golden Knights lost game two of the series because Colorado had three early goals and it was it, the Golden Knights could not climb back from it. They were short one goal. And ever since the second period, probably even like the end of the first period of that game, it's been all Golden Knights. The Golden Knights, I don't have the number with me right now, but it's it they're out shooting Colorado two to one. And some points even three to one. It's just total domination. And now I'm saying that with a grain of salt because the series is not over. It's only two and two. The Golden Knights still needs to win two more without losing before they lose two. Right? The series goes back to Colorado, and Colorado is a very good team. 
at home. But the goal, like I said, the Golden Knights in game two pretty much dominated that game. And that was in Colorado. And I just remembered that game. I just differently. I, I just I just remember that game went to overtime. <laughs> and the, I think the Golden Knights should have won that game, but Colorado got that overtime goal and you know anything goes in overtime, right? So I feel really confident right now, but I'm I'm still a little bit cautious because Colorado is still a very good team. And when they start waking up, they're they're very, very dangerous. And they have a very good goalie in Philip Grubauer. And Philip Grubauer is the only reason really that neither none of these games have been seven to one or seven. Like the Golden Knights did not score seven because Philip Grubauer can still steal you games and stuff. And he has been the entire Colorado team, really. And they, Colorado is still very dangerous because the way the Golden Knights are attacking Colorado, they've been really, really aggressive. And when you do that, it leaves open a counterattack. Although the Golden Knights have been so good at not allowing that, they have a few times. I, the, the, Goal in game three, one of them was directly from a counterattack with Belmar. But to be fair, Flurry should have caught that puck. He catches that puck 9.5 out of 10 or 95 out of 95 times out of 100. And the rebounds bounce off of him and then the score. But and 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 the goal he scored on game four was a very unlucky bounce for Marc-Andre Fleury, where it hit Fleury's chest, and it's normally one of those pucks that he can cover right away. It was, it dropped all the way down to the ice, but it didn't, it didn't get there. It didn't get to the ice. It bounced off Zach Whitecloud's leg and bounced off right in front of the Colorado player. I can't remember who he was for a goal, for a wide-open net rebound. So that's that. that was just a goal that Colorado was a little lucky, but they had their chances. They had their counterattack chances. And I'm not saying Colorado is down and out. That's what I'm saying. Colorado is not down and out because when they just need an inch or two, they just need that wiggle room to really come back of the series with all momentum, right? And the Golden Knights got their, with the lack of better term, butt whooped in game one. 7-1. Now the Golden Knights whooped Colorado's butt without for the lack of better terms in game four, five to one. Who's to say that Colorado is not going to use this game just like how gold, the Golden Knights used game one as a, a motivation to pick up their game and really be dangerous. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not going to count Colorado out because they are a very good team. The series is not over yet. I don't know. Hopefully the Golden Knights win both games because I don't think I can deal a game with a game seven. The next game is going to be really, really big for Colorado. They cannot lose that game. For the Golden Knights, maybe. it's Obviously, you prefer to win the next game. But Colorado is a must win. You cannot go down three games you know, lose at home then having to go back to T-Mobile Arena and play the Golden Knights. If the Golden Knights lose it, they still they go back to T-Mobile Arena to try to 
uh, take it to game seven. But as they say, you're not in trouble until you lose at home. And neither of these teams have yet. But we can we we, we already saw the Golden Knights be able to play in Colorado. They did it in game two. We lost in overtime. A very unfortunate call in overtime that resulted in a power play. But the, the Golden Knights just need to do to keep doing what they're doing. You can tell the frustration in Colorado's locker room right now. Their coach was very mad after game three. He wasn't happy at all. And I understand why. The Golden Knights' top line is really smothering their first line, and they can't do anything. And there's also a few roster moves that happened on Sunday that really got social media and a lot of fans kind of, or even some of the media members, got really riled up and and confused as to why it was happening uh i want to get into that but first let me tell you about wealthfront if you want to get into investing stocks then wealthfront is the best place for you whether if you're a beginner or if you're a veteran wealthfront makes it easy they have the right tools to make your portfolio they can make your portfolio globally diversified, low-cost index funds, per- and personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% of advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. This episode is also brought to you by Lucy.co. It's a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, a tobacco alternative that doesn't suck. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also have a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to Lucy.com. CO and use promo code locked on NHL to get 20% off all products in your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code locked on NHL at checkout. Also, as a disclaimer, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. As I was saying, there were two roster decisions that was made by Pete DeBoer during game four on Sunday before the game. A lot of people were thinking that since the Golden Knights played probably their best game of the series in game three with the lineup to currently have, 
a lot of fans thought that why change anything if they were playing that good? Well, Pete DeBoer is getting some healthy pieces back. Two of them were uh, Braden McNabb and Ryan Reeves. Uh, Ryan Reeves especially, uh, with his two-game suspension and what he did in game one, a lot of fans did not want him to, including me, did not want him to draw back in the lineup. A lot of fans, including me, thought that they were going to take out Keegan Colasar in, in, in favor of Ryan Reeves, which has been the case for a lot of times. The Peter Boer actually took out Dylan Sikura, which I thought had a really good two games that he played. And especially for his first two playoff games uh, in his career, uh, was the odd man out for Ryan Reeves. And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Ryan Reeves had a very good game. He didn't, he, he had one instance of the shenanigans a lot of fans were worried about, but it wasn't really that bad. And I thought Ryan Reeves, especially at third line, uh, had a really good forechecking game and, and their physicality, their physicality was very, very hard for Colorado to deal with. Ryan Reeves even got a point on the last goal of the game in the Patrick Brown goal, who, which was reviewed and then challenged and reviewed again. And the goal stands. So Ryan Reeves has more points than Nathan McKinnon in the past two games of the series. Well, who, who would have thought that, right? But like I said, I thought Ryan Reeves uh, had a decent game. I, I, he wasn't spectacular or anything, but I did not think Dylan Sakura was either that spectacular either. Uh, I was a little bit more surprised at his play. We'll see in game five when Colorado has last change and they can match up their top line against the Vegas Golden Knights fourth line, which a speed speed is going to be a very big issue uh, if that's the case. So hopefully they, they f- figure out how to adapt right now. Like I said, the Golden Knights physicality and aggressiveness and four check is really suffocating the Colorado avalanche. They are frustrated right now. I haven't seen any of the pressers. I might take a look at it tomorrow and maybe talk about it. Uh, in tomorrow's episode, but right now, I know after game three, uh, Bednar was was not happy with his top line, especially with his performance. Because for Colorado, especially with Kadri out, for Colorado, if you shut down that top line they have, it's going to be really hard for them to to be to to produce. I know they have depth scoring, but. What I've noticed is that they are going, the, the Colorado Avalanche is going when they are ahead. Their, their depth scoring is when they are ahead. Their top line is normally the one that sets the pace. And if that top line doesn't, can't set the pace, then Colorado is going to have a bad time. So the Golden Knights just needs to, to keep doing what they're doing and really suffocate Colorado and frustrate them even more. I'm also really happy with how our defense played uh, throughout the series. Uh, other than game one, like the game one, I'm going to throw away. When I say throughout the series, I'm talking about the last three games. Uh, 
Petro Angelo, I thought had another really good game. I thought Theodore had a that one goof. I thought he was about to cost us a game, but other than that, he's been also very good. Uh, the Hagen White Cloud uh, pairing has been so underrated. They have been so good. They're so the the, the thing I want to see the most out of a defenseman is their first pass. That's that's a very that's a very very good thing to look at when you're when you're as a as a as a as a hockey observer is for a defenseman because a lot of people look at defensemen and a lot of people look at points that's not you know the points are not end all be all for the defenseman it's their first pass and their breakouts how they can clear the zone cleanly and i the hagen white cloud pair has been so good at that every every defenseman for vegas has been so good at that especially Petrangelo. That's why when people say Petrangelo has been playing badly, I, I, I want them to watch him on his breakouts. Does he turn the puck over? Yes. He, he's not, every defenseman does it once in a while, right? No one is perfect, but most of the time, like 90% of the time, Petrangelo can find a forward or a, a clear path to clear the zone. That's what's impressive about him. It's not just he's not getting eight points per game or whatever. Petrangelo is just that constant of retrieving the puck, playing it well, and clearing it. That's the one of the first jobs a defenseman would do, needs to do. And speaking of defensemen, Nick Holden was the casualty for the, McN- the McNabb return, which I necessarily don't agree with i still don't agree with uh mcnab had a good game everybody had a good game in for vegas but mcnab had a good game i guess it wasn't like it's also not spectacular but nick holden has been so good i can't believe they took him out of the lineup he he has i can't remember how, he's what i think he's leading the defenseman right now in points i think petrangelo got Two points tonight, so I don't think he is anymore. But Holden has been the last the game winning goal in game three was Nick Holden shooting uh, w- w- shooting the puck from the point and deflection by Patrick. Nick Holden had a lot to do with that game winning goal, and they took him out. I w- I kind of want him back. I don't know who to take out. I I don't think they're gonna take out McNabb. They love McNabb, and I get that. I I'm also a a a constant McNabb defender. I'm a, a lot of people give me flack for that, but he he has been really good this season, in my opinion. Without when he doesn't have to, when he doesn't have to babysit Nate Schmidt, McNabb has been much better. When he has Theodore on his side, and McNabb can stay, knowing that Theodore can go up there and create a lot of offense, which Theodore is starting to really, really get his groove on, which is very, very good. Right, and there's a lot of things you can take away from this game, and I and these two games, right? Alex Stuck need, still needs to finish, and and the point where Alex Stuck needs help on the third line. I thought Kolosar had a good game. Uh, once again, he he had a really good opportunity right in front of the net, but he whiffed it because it's Kolosar, you know. Uh, Alex Stuck has a lot of opportunities. He had in, he got into that scruffle, which was 
uh, a really, really dumb penalty by Burakovsky. It's like, I wouldn't call it dirty. He was just frustrated. It's one of those things where he's frustrated. A lot of the Golden Knights and fans took it uh, personally, but, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, Alex Tuck would have been hurt. I understand that. And yeah, I didn't like the hit at all, but I also see it from the other side where he, Burakovsky was just frustrated and pulled Tuck back. But Tuck is having a, one of those, one of his, cold streaks uh and you know when he does turn it on he is very good so i'm not that worried about it but there's the bottom six has not scored well i take that back they scored one goal but it was a it was a goal it was just a little sweetener goal uh they haven't scored a real meaningful goal uh in the series which is fine as long as the top six are generating the offense which they are but I still want to see, especially the third line, to generate points. Uh, that's going to be very, very important. I want to get into uh, more into individual players' performances. Uh, but if you're ever looking for that pregame snack that's both healthy and delicious, you should check out Built Bar. It has nine delicious flavors, so there's something for everybody. You can get coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or salted caramel. I personally love salted caramel. I love everything caramel, but normally caramel-flavored things have a lot of sugar and a lot of calorie. But Built Bar, for example, their their caramel-flavored bar has only... 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of net carbs. That's healthy and delicious. If you don't know what flavor you want yet, you can get the mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Use LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. On Friday, the Friday's game, I I called out Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty and Chandler Stevenson. They I thought they needed to produce. Uh, they were at, at the time they were down two one. It was before the comeback, and then Marcheseau scored a goal to tie the game. And I tweeted something in effect that. The misfit line has been generating all the offense. We need Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, who is paid more than the misfit line combined to generate goals. And next thing, and five seconds later, Max Pacioretty scores a goal. So I'm not going to take credit saying that they read my tweets and they just do that because, no, that's stupid. All right. But it's it's I, I eat my words when I do that. I, I when I call up when they when I call players out and they prove me wrong, I'm totally okay with it. Because as long as it benefits the Golden Knights, right? Mark Stone has been quite remarkable for what he was what he is asked to do for the Golden Knights, which is to shut down the top line of Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog. And Miko Ratnin. And they they're doing a really great job. And I think what works is that they have Stevenson on McKinnon a lot. And they match speeds. And Stevenson is a really good 
200 foot player well mostly defensively he's one of the best and fastest players defensively for vegas as a center right uh one thing he does need to improve is his finishing because there he has so many times he's they're all alone against grubauer or a two-on-one and he he uh he can't finish we we've seen him do it before but if if chandler stevenson is just able to consistently finish his chances he'd be he'd be amazing he'd be an elite player like i understand he's our one c but i don't i don't see him as an elite player he's an okay he's a good player you know but if you compare to the per- the guy on the other side of the ice against him nathan mckinnon yeah there's no comparison right and and i'm really amazed at how good this team has played in these two games and this is what we expected the golden knights to play not actually not as much as these this like i said for another better lack of a better term but whooping against uh colorado other call this series would have been much closer when it terms to puck possession wise and i'm gonna t- I'm, I'm gonna t- i'm gonna say this okay color the colorado avalanche throughout the season the whole regular season and even going into the postseason before they played vegas Granted, they were playing the St. Louis Blues, has led the league in advanced analytics when it comes to puck possession and suppressing high danger chances. The Golden Knights just crumpled it up and threw it into trash because the Golden Knights is dominating those two aspects of the game. Even in the season series between Colorado and Vegas, I think overall Colorado had the better buck possession numbers than Vegas. Overall, like if you if you add all the games, the eight games that they played, Colorado beat Vegas. And Colorado was considered by a lot of an analytical websites out there, a lot of advanced stats people out there to be the the huge favorite to win the Stanley Cup because of their numbers in the regular season. But the difference is this is the playoffs. The the game gets more physical. The players sacrifice more their bodies more. They they, they make that extra block. They make that extra poke check, the diving poke check. They make that extra check in the playoffs and right now i feel like vegas is really taking it to colorado when it comes to that vegas is the bigger team and they're no slouch in the speed department too they can keep up with colorado when it comes to speed and colorado's having a really hard time dealing with that and and it's it's very impressive to watch the way the Golden Knights have been playing this past three games. And whoever wins this series have to play either Winnipeg, but it's looking like Montreal next round. And if you ever watch one of those, one of their games, their series, their three games that they played, it's night and day. Whoever wins this series between the Golden Knights and, and Colorado... It's going to have 
I I I, I don't want to say like an easy time for against the Canadian team. Like I know I can't. You cannot really count them out. Like it's hockey. Things can happen. Montreal is playing the trap game. They could they could steal games like that. But Montreal and Winnipeg is gonna have a huge awakening when they have to play Colorado and uh, or Vegas. Colorado or Vegas. I don't know why I say and Colorado or Vegas. It's gonna be create like who. I don't want to get ahead of myself right now, but the Canadian teams don't stand a chance. I'm going to eat that word. I'm going to eat those words in the future. Probably. I don't know. Hopefully not. But right now, if you, if you're just using the eye test, even the analytical test, everything is leaning towards the West division to go to the Stanley cup finals, to play one of the teams in the central or East. But that's about me today. Hopefully everyone's not too hangover after partying after the Vegas win uh, tonight. Cause Woo, that was that was a fun, fun, fun game if you're a Golden Knights fan. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to talk about uh, the upcoming game, Game 5, going back into Colorado a little bit more. I'm going di- to dive a little bit deeper uh, on that. And uh, that's it for me. You can go follow me on Twitter at SumDude88. It's S-U-M-D-O-O-D-88. And you can go check out my other podcast, the weekly nightly podcast, which uh, we're probably going to come out with a new episode tomorrow also. And go check out the Locked on Avalanche podcast to get their perspective of this whole situation. Uh, That's it for me. I still don't know how to end a podcast. So thank you for listening.